Well, thank you everyone for coming. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with the Waterboys podcast. I'm here with uh, Nathan Harmon. My name is Tyson. I'm your host. We'll be starting today talking about uh, the NBA, doing basketball. Here on the Waterboys, we're going to be talking about football and basketball. This week's first edition, first episode is the NBA. We're going to be doing 2021 predictions, debating a couple things, LeBron and his um, in his recent finals appearance, and uh, we're going to be going over a couple things, but go ahead, Nathan, go ahead and introduce yourself. So my name is Nathan Harmon. I'm just the average Joe fan, nothing special about me. Didn't play high school basketball, just watched basketball my whole life. My greatest basketball achievement is beating a Liberian national basketball player one-on-one, which actually isn't that impressive. But Which happened on your mission, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, or was that here in the States? No. No, okay. <laughs> no. So, yeah, we're going to be going over everything. Obviously, we're both average shows, but just getting started. So, uh, let's get right into it. We're going to go ahead and start um, just looking at it. Recap. Let's recap the NBA Finals first off. What was, obviously, the Lakers, we know. We want you guys won four two. Nathan's a Lakers fan here. <laughs> Lifetime, he's not bandwagon. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't beat up on him for it. Uh, what impressed you most about the finals this year? I think what impressed me most being a, I mean being a Lakers fan. Obviously, I was happy that the Lakers were in the finals. But what impressed me most was the Heat. Actually, mm-hmm. the Lakers. I mean, everybody know, knows they should have won that matchup. Yeah. yeah. But the Heat are what really stood out to me. Especially with the injuries that they went through, losing um, Bam Adebayo for the first few games, Goran Dragic Brutal. for, yeah. uh, I guess he played the first half of the first game, but after that only played a little bit in the last game there. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought they showed heart on it, like just definitely. the way they played, it was like a, it felt like fun team basketball. It almost took you back to like the Spurs back a couple years ago, how they used to play. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think... I mean, obviously, there's not one player on that team that's, like, top 10 in the league. Yeah. So for for them to be able to play that well um, and make it to the finals, going through the Bucks, going through the Celtics, and then pushing the Lakers to six games, I mean, that's obviously something. That's a big accomplishment, even if they didn't win the finals. Oh, yeah. So I think the Heats play their heart the way, like, they just kept pushing Especially the rookies like Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero, like mm-hmm. that's insane for them to go to the finals and play that well and play that hard. It's impressive. And, I mean, Tyler Tyler Hero, his birthday is January twentieth, two thousand. My birthday is January twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight. So the kid's twenty years old. Like he's two years younger than me. He's in the biggest stage of basketball ever. I think that's insane. I was thinking that too as I was watching the finals, just thinking like this. I, I'm older than this kid, and he's yeah. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the entire time growing up, you're watching sports and and you think of them as, you know, they're older than you think of them as men, but like, we're older than than some of the guys that were playing in the NBA Finals. It's it's insane. (laughs) insane. Um, But yeah, I I honestly thought the Heat stuck out most. Um, Best performance from the Finals, who who would you give that to? I, two come to mind, obviously you've got Anthony Davis and you've got Jimmy Butler, both played amazing. LeBron's obviously always going to be in that conversation. For you, best performance in the finals, who was it? Whether they won or not. Go ahead. I think it was definitely Jimmy Butler. For sure, yeah. Especially that uh, game five that they won. Mm-hmm. That The way he played was... 
insane. I, I mean, I get frustrated with free throw shooting, and that bugs me. That's why I'm not a big fan of James Harden. Is sure, probably his gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the way Jimmy Butler stayed aggressive, and even though in the end he shot a lot of free throws in the fourth quarter, just the way that he kept playing through everything and like kept pushing and pushing and pushing and not mm-hmm. giving up. And I mean, there's obviously that will probably be someday an iconic photo of him like leaning on the uh, oh the yeah that, that's, kind a, of that's exactly putting his head down as he was going to the free throw line. And I mean, I think he played insanely well the heat would have never gotten that far if it wasn't for jimmy butler and his play for sure yeah i thought it was i mean obviously it was an iconic moment him just crashing up the the <laughs> sidelines gonna i mean you don't have enough energy to play to shoot free throws you know you need a little break like that's that's insane yeah um and it, it was funny as i was playing or as the finals were going on um i mean just going and playing a bit of basketball like pickup like you're running full court with a couple guys dude you're dead after 21 points yeah. and i was like shoot dude like you never realize how insane of an, a performance like playing the full 48 minutes or just about how yeah. insane that is until and then know. put on top of that that's playoff or finals basketball where yeah. it's all or nothing it's pressure and everything i mean because because that was when they were that was when they were in the if they lost one more game, they were out at that point, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think Jimmy Butler only sat for like three to four minutes of that entire game. Yeah. So. That blows my mind. Okay, now, worst performance. I, you're a Lakers fan. I, I know where this is going. <laughs> Danny um, Green. Yeah, we've got Danny Green here on the table. Um, the man, he's paid, what, what, I don't know what his salary is, but when you're paid millions of dollars and you can't hit the shot that you're paid to be able to hit, I mean, go ahead and speak a bit I mean, I'm obviously going to rip into Danny Green because I'm a huge Lakers fan and we could have sealed it. But to be fair to his credit, he was dealing with a hip injury, which obviously shooting-wise, that's that's a struggle. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think he also strained his Achilles. So he had injuries, obviously. Um, It's still frustrating because he had hit harder threes before in that series. Mm -hmm. And you know the three I'm talking about that wide open yeah it's like series winning three um just bricked it off the front of the room (laughs) i mean he was completely set he was sitting there the perfect pass wide open to clinch it to to finish it to finish it straight on and it felt like a foot short well in that play what what sucks is that play was just and the entire ending of that game was just chaos for the lakers you saw it i don't think the heat won that game I mean, they won. They played hard, but in the end, the Lakers just couldn't. They couldn't finish it. Yeah. It was Bron passing it. I don't know if that was the best idea. And I rip into LeBron. I, I'm not a big LeBron fan, but I think that was definitely the best move. You think so? As for Dan and Green, I don't think it was his best move because KCP mm-hmm. was there on the wing, and yeah. I trust KCP over Danny Green, especially in that finals. KCP played well. I think. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's coming up for a contract extension or, or something yeah. or renewal yeah he, he earned himself some money in those Definitely. in those finals for Definitely. sure um yeah but if so we're going worst performance was danny green danny green yeah okay. but i will Poor give guy. him credit Poor saying i don't put all the blame on him just because he had injuries sure but i mean if coaches trusting you to be out there yeah gotta hit a wide open three so you know you know, you know what was sad though was the uh was the death threats that him and his him and his wife were yeah, receiving that was i'm never a big never a big supporter of people that i mean 
if you, no one's perfect. I just hate when I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into did. Do you think that Braun deserved Finals MVP? I'm trying to put my bias like out of my opinion on sure. this because, because he, <laughs> uh, here at the Water Boys, both the NBA boys, we are we're not exactly the biggest NBA, uh, LeBron fans. Uh, I'll speak for myself. I respect him, but I'm definitely not. I, I'll I'll leave it there. Go ahead, go ahead, Nathan. I, I'm also not a very big fan of his game, and I mean overall stat wise, I think. LeBron did deserve the MVP um, just because Anthony Davis fell short in a few games. Sure. I mean, he's expected to, especially in the finals, you have to be averaging like 25 to 30 points a game, Mm -hmm. which maybe that was his average. I'm not super sure what his averages were, but there were some games that he fell very short of that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, like you have to have a very consistent game throughout the entire finals to win the finals MVP. And I think LeBron had the most consistent which is why I think he got it as for best player on the team. I think Anthony Davis is better than him. Okay. Um, but finals performance, I think LeBron. LeBron. LeBron okay. won it. Just the way he performed in every stat category. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to argue against it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I, I guess it de- depends on the way you look at most valuable player. Because, I mean, if you look at it, I really think LeBron, I think LeBron deserved it. Um, I think Anthony Davis had better games while he was out there. He obviously didn't put the complete package yeah. together every single game. Um, but LeBron's just a captain. Like all, all bias aside, I, I do have respect for him. He makes he's a floor general. He makes everyone around him better. He plays. Yeah. He plays great. I I don't know a player in the NBA that you could take from any given team and make a run at the championship that very next. Next year, you, you know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. I th- I thought for a while that Kawhi was one of those guys, and then seeing what happened with the Clippers, mm. I don't know. Disappoint? Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing with Kawhi, I was listening to a couple other podcasts this week. Kawhi's just pretty indifferent. Uh, he's really like, um, I mean, I think it was Stephen A. and Max Kellerman who were talking about that on ESPN's first take. Uh, just really to himself, he doesn't care. Just comes in and does his job, which is great. But that can't be the captain or the leader of a team. Yeah, they know? need to be vocal. Yeah, I agree with that. Kind of lead. That's why. I mean, speaking of that, I think, I think the Clippers hiring Tyron Lue uh, as as the coach for uh, the Clippers. I think that's a great move because I think with him dealing with LeBron in in twenty six twenty sixteen, I believe in in Cleveland, and I think he'll have a good voice in that locker room uh, and be able to help the Clippers, but we'll see what they do this season, this yeah. upcoming season. Um, all right, well, yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk a um, bit more about debate and discussions. We're going to get into a couple things coming up for this season. Now, we're uh, speaking of MVP, we were just talking about, I, I don't want to focus on finals MVP. I want to go more into, um, into just regular season MVP. First off, how do you define regular season MVP? It's pretty... I feel like it's a hard award to give, um, simply because there's so many different ways you could you could define the most valuable player. You can base it on stats, base it on team wins. You could base it on just you know there's an eye test as well, like who plays the best. There's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. What do you? How do you kind of define it? I think it's kind of every, all of those things put together, okay. and I think that's how that's how I see like the like the quote I test is 
looking at the stats, looking at uh, their personal stats, their team stats when they're on the floor, how many wins they get, and then also watching them throughout each game. Right. Um, I have a hard time, like, as I'm sure everybody, but, like, defining really what it is and, like, who deserves it because sure. there's so many players that deserve it. I, I mean, you look at Giannis winning the MVP, like, I can get behind that. I agree with it because he's a great player. He's, he's probably scary. one of the best players in the league. Yeah. All right, he definitely is one of the best players in the league. Um, but when you put him in the same category as Giannis and Kawhi and LeBron... I don't think James Harden is there, but people put James Harden there. Mm-hmm. I mean, all four of those guys, if one of if one of them won the MVP, I, I mean, I wouldn't argue and say no, they wouldn't except for they James Harden because I've, I hate James Harden. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's also hard to tell, too, because Giannis is in the East, which is, like, historically easier than it's, the West. It's different situations. The East plays more games against the East, which is the easier conference. The West yeah. plays more games against the West, which is the harder conference. So it's kind of hard to judge. I don't have any problem with Giannis taking the MVP. Mm-hmm. I think if you just gave it to the best player in the league each year, I think LeBron would have had a lot more MVPs than he does. Yeah, I think... Judging it is, is more based off of like what does your team succeed and how do you help them succeed mm-hmm. doing it. In the past, a lot of people have talked about like voters fatigue, and I think that definitely happens with LeBron James. Um, arguably, he could be MVP every year. Yeah, um, I don't know if I could list a year in recent terms. Maybe except except maybe the 2018-2019 season where he was injured. Yeah. I don't know if you could list a season where he wouldn't really be MVP. Or at least in... Uh, I guess he or wins in the, the talks. Yeah. It, but I don't know. That, that's, again, why I think Kobe Bryant deserves a lot more MVPs because sure. who in the league was better than Kobe Bryant at that yeah. time. But what did his team accomplish? And I mean, yes, he had championships and things, but like, yeah. were there other players making a bigger impact for their team? Or also, again, like voter fatigue. Mm-hmm. It gets tired of... Especially, I mean... Me is not liking LeBron. I would get tired of seeing him win the MVP every year. <laughs> That's why people hated Jordan back in the day. Like, when the greatest player of all time plays against your team, you hate him. I'm sure back then people hated him. Didn't You know, same way we don't like yeah. LeBron. I'm sure eventually we'll, like, realize, you know, dang, it was pretty cool watching LeBron, you know. Um, but, yeah, so, so would you give it? to Giannis still? Or would you give it to Braun? Because the East is easy. The East is, I mean, that's what people were, that's why people were critiquing, critiquing LeBron yeah, back I, in the days because he played in the East every time. The MVP is a regular season award, so I would give it to Giannis. Okay. If it was regular season Fair. and postseason, I wouldn't give it to Giannis yep. just because of the embarrassment that they went through in the mm-hmm. postseason. <laughs> well, then if you, if you were to take all of postseason, not finals, and you were to take... The entire NBA season as well. Who would you put as MVP? I would give it to LeBron. Same Still reason LeBron, why he yeah. won the Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. He was consistent throughout each game. Yeah, the playoffs. Anthony Davis, I think, was up there. Um, I think Kawhi's out of the contention because he blew a three-one lead. Yeah. Anthony Davis, I think, is up there, but again, he just wasn't consistent on some games. Mm-hmm. They were still obviously super great games. I'm not discrediting him at For all sure. because he. Even when they he didn't perform at his best and they still won, he was still a huge piece of that win. Yeah. Um, but I think if it was to include the season and postseason, it's LeBron. Okay, fair enough. 
I have another question just about last season. I was super impressed with the young talent that we have coming up. And not just rookies, but, I mean, even guys in their sophomore or third seasons. Like, you got Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. You've got, well, uh, John Morant. I'm a little interested. I'm not quite sold on Zion Williamson yet. Um, who, I mean, who else do you, who else I mean, do you have? I mean, there's my favorite player in the league, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. I love Brandon Bra- Ingram. For the Pelicans, he played great. He played, yeah. I'm a little bummed that... I mean, obviously the Anthony Davis needed to happen for the Lakers, but I would have liked to see Ingram progress with the yeah. Lakers. Tyler Harrow played great. I think great. D'Angelo Russell is one of those guys, too. Yeah. I've, I've always liked D'Angelo Russell, but that last season, what he did with the Nets was, was pretty crazy. It was cold. Like in the playoffs yeah. and things. And yeah. I mean, obviously they lost their, their first round, but I think he proved that he can be a very huge piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's like Steph Curry kind of guy yeah. but he's definitely yeah. well he's he's with the Warriors now right it didn't he get traded no he, he got traded to the Warriors okay so he got he got back okay that's right that's right and now he's with Cat so he's yes. going to be with Carl Anthony Towns that'll be that'll be fun to watch sure, that'll be yeah. scary what are your what is your view we're going to start getting into kind of predictions for next season placements where do you see the Warriors it's kind of hard because the Warriors are before KD they were scary. I mean, it was the 73-9 and nine team. Um, they were the villains. Then KD went and joined them. They got even better. KD's gone. Steph's coming off of an injury. Clay's coming off of an injury. Uh, I believe one of them is one of them has had an Achilles injury. The other one, I think it's Steph's knee. No, ankles. Steph's always had ankle problems or something like that. Yeah. What, where do you see him coming back? Um, well, I think... I think Steph did have an ankle injury, but I think it was more the wrist injury that he had to get, or hand, something like that, had okay. to get surgery on, which made him sit out quite a while. Um, as for Clay, I, I can't remember what his injury was. I, I think it was something with his knee or ankle yeah. or his Achilles. I think KD was the Achilles. That oh, maybe, maybe you're right, you're right, you're right. But That's what we were, yeah. Anyways, they've, I mean, Steph played a few games last season. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Clay played at all. Mm-mm. And I think there was a reason for that. The Warriors knew that they weren't really going to do a whole lot. So yeah. might as well rest them. Might have, yeah, let them yeah. recover for the year. I think, I think they've had plenty of time to recover. I think they're going to come back and not really skip a beat. The first few games, maybe trying to get adjusted, trying to get their shot back, the momentum and things, yeah. which obviously when a player sits out a whole season should be expected. Um, but I don't think they're going to skip a beat in terms of like where they're going to end up at the end of the season yeah. and you know, where they're going to go in the postseason. Do you think the injuries, like lingering, do you think that will have any effect as well? I don't think so. Um, at least with Steph, I don't think so. Clay, I would be a little bit more worried about. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's he's still a solid player. Yeah. I hate, I, I hate when my Blazers play against the Warriors because Clay locks down Dame every single time. But Dame's had some really good games against them as well, but I won't get into that. What's scary is, well, they have they have the second pick in this yeah. upcoming draft. Um, I, I won't get too much into the draft. We'll, we'll cover that in later episodes. But it's scary to think of the juggernaut that they are and will be with another upcoming yeah. draft pick. And that's why I don't really think they're going to skip a beat in terms of, like, their ranking. Yeah. I think they're going to be number two right behind the Lakers. Okay. I think they'll probably be a few games back. Because, I mean, you have that number two pick, but you also have Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. who's, 
I mean, there's reports of him being lazy and not trying very hard, but yeah. if, if you give him someone like Steph Curry and Clay, I think he's going to play hard. I think, I think when he's winning, he's been with the Timberwolves for a long time. The Timberwolves haven't ever really been, yeah. you know, I, very good. I agree with that. I think the winning will probably motivate him as yeah. well. I see him kind of coming off as maybe a better Harrison Barnes eventually. I think he's got higher potential than Harrison Barnes, but if you remember Harrison Barnes with the with yeah. the Warriors a couple yeah. of years back, I, I think he's going to kind of translate into that I think that's player. exactly what he's going to be, yeah. yeah. And also at times maybe give him the ropes to kind of take over. Yeah. Um, if I mean, if the Warriors are playing a hard team, somebody with good defensive guards where they're kind of bothering Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins has proved with the Timberwolves and he's proved all since he's playing basketball that he can take over games. He can shoot oh, yeah. lights out. He can be an offensive juggernaut. That's lazy, yeah. I think he's got the... I think he's going to be able to... I think he'll be able to lock people down too. He's a bigger guard. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a more like that clay figure with defense and everything. Yeah, and I think he is an underrated defender. Yeah. I think... I, I don't know. I'm kind of scared with the Warriors coming up. Uh, the West is going to be tough next year. Um, let's go ahead and, and move a bit more. Who's, who do you see as your MVP in 2021? 2021. I hope that it's Luka Doncic. Same. Okay, go ahead. I, keep going. I, 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 I love I, watching that kid play. I'm obviously a Lakers fan. I like to see the Lakers win, but I also... Something inside of me also likes the Mavs, which is weird because the Mavs swept the Lakers... Uh, a while back, yeah. Like a few years back and back got Phil Jackson to quit and, and basically destroyed the Lakers franchise. But <laughs> I I would argue that the, maybe the Kobe contract could have had yeah. a bit of... We can talk about that another time. <laughs> definitely, definitely deserved that contract. <laughs> oh, um, he did. He did. But it didn't set you up in the right spot either. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think... I think Luka Doncic being with Kristaps Przingis, a healthy Kristaps Przingis for a full season, I think that's going to lead him to go somewhere. I yeah. hope that they get somebody in free agency that can mm-hmm. kind of either be a third scorer or can make Przingis be the third scorer. Somebody that's like a really big force that Doncic can lead them. Because, I mean, he played in the EuroLeague. He's proved that he can play and that he can lead. What if, so, what if they got Bradley Beal? Uh, if they got Bradley Beal, I think they would be number that'd be, two in the West. That'd be nasty. Yeah. That'd be that'd be cool. That would be fun to watch. I don't think I've heard. I've seen rumors and everything. I think Bradley Beal is staying put though, from what I'm seeing. Um, but cool. All right, most improved player. I've got a couple on my list. I'm just gonna. Mine's from the bubble play. Um, I didn't really look at like over the season. It was hard to look at the season. I mean, the season ended in February, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't get a super good judge on a lot of the younger talent from last season other than what we just saw in the bubble as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put John Morant down there because he's already really good. Um, but Tyler Harrow averaged on this in the playoffs, I believe it was 16 points. Uh, he had, obviously had a couple really good games. Yeah, yeah. They played... Um, they played a lot of playoff games as well. Um, but, like, going all the way through the finals. But in the regular season, I, I believe he averaged 13.5 or 9 points or something like that. I've got him down. The other one is TJ Warren uh, from uh, the Indiana Pacers. I mean, dude blew up in the bubble. Um, I, I thought he played really well. He was in the argument behind... Like, it was him, Devin Booker, and Damian Lillard in bubble MVP mm-hmm. when until Dame got it. Uh, 
but he only averaged like 19 points through the season. Then I think he averaged 30 in the bubble or something like that. I mean, that's also worth looking into as well. Who do you who do you see? I I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be John Morant, although I'm sure he's probably going to take a huge step next season. For, yeah. I don't think it will be him just for the same reason why it wasn't Luka Doncic because mm-hmm. he's already crazy good. Yeah. Um, I think... I think it's going to be Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Um, people knock him for what he said uh, in the in the playoffs yeah. about we need to get more touches. The pick and roll between Jamal Murray and Jokic every mm-hmm. single time isn't going to work. Like the ball needs to move around. Yeah. Um, those obviously aren't his exact words, but no, no, no it's, but, but it's basically that. what he said, and he yeah. got knocked a lot for it. And people said like, you're oh, not keep that in the locker room. You're not the coach. To, yeah, talk like that to the reporters. And I can also agree with that somewhat, but I mean, I think it was the next game or the game after he hit some crazy like three to, I, th- I think it was even actually the game after that forced a, a game five against the Clippers where he, he hit did. some some nasty three to seal the deal basically. Yeah. And that is obviously backing up your talk. I think Michael Porter Jr. has everything he needs to be successful. He's got a vertical, he's tall, he's fast and he's long. He can shoot the three, he can drive, and he can pass. I think they just need to kind of let Michael Porter Jr. just do something, and I think... Take the leash off. Yeah, I, I think him proving that what he said was correct in the bubble, mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs, is just going to give Coach like all the more reason to let Michael Porter Jr. do something. For sure. I think confidence is one of the biggest... Um, I mean, a little bit of that cockiness, that confidence, you know. We see it a lot more in the NBA than, than most sports, in my opinion. I, I think that cockiness or that confidence, when you back it up, um, I don't know, it shows, it shows a lot. I think it shows your personality, your work ethic, yeah. and what you're going to do. Yeah. I see it a lot. You saw it a lot in Kobe. I see it a lot in Damian Lillard. I, I don't like when people, you know, trash talk, like <clears throat> Clippers, Clippers fans. Uh, you know, you're you're trash talking, and then you play like garbage. You can, you can't do that. If if you're gonna talk, you gotta back it yeah. up. Um, so yeah, I, I I definitely I like that pick as well. It's definitely something that could happen. Um, okay, we're gonna do one more. I want to see best player in the league three years from now. Who do you see developing? There's a lot of young talent that we just talked about. I see Luca. Um, Obviously, Jason. I think Jason Tatum though is super, super good as well. You could still make an argument for Kawhi or someone else like that as well. Giannis, who 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 are you kind of seeing? I think it's going to be Luka Doncic. Um, Jason Tatum, I think, will be up there. I don't think he's going to be like one of the best. I I'm not sure. I I feel like he's kind of reached his potential. I think he really? might grow a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but as in terms of like his overall game, I don't think he's gonna be a whole. I I think he'll be more consistent. I think he'll show up in bigger moments and things. A bit more fine. But as yeah, as far as like skill wise, I don't think he's gonna develop a whole lot more. Right. Um, I think Luka Doncic just has like this insane amount of potential where he's a very smart player. Um and. He's not a very like athletic player. He's a little bit slower than he's than so, most guys. So fun to watch. But I think he's he's very smart, and like because he is slower, he's had to rely more on his like basketball IQ, yeah. which I think just keeps growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that he's going to be the best player in 
what do you say, three years? Yeah. I think he'll be the best three, player. I mean, two, three, four years. I, I think basketball IQ is the highest. Uh, I think it shows the highest level. That you're, like the highest potential that you could develop to. Yeah. I mean, look at Braun. His. I mean, I don't think anyone has a higher basketball IQ in the league than Braun right now. Uh, I mean, no one's gonna argue with me about that. I think Luka Doncic is really coming up. I think he has a super high IQ. You always saw Kobe Bryant with a really high IQ. It's those players that always develop into the, not just the superstars, but like the generational talents that people talk about for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I we can expect from him. And I, I mean, you also look at someone like Rajon Rondo, who I don't think at any time in his career he was the best player, or like top ten best yeah. players. But his basketball IQ definitely lifted him a lot higher than he should have been. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, his shot has gotten better. His free throws are still mm-hmm. pretty atrocious, um, but his. His shot, his three-point shot, his mid-range shot, and his free-throw shot weren't very good mm. back in his prime. Never been Austin. a scorer. Never been a scorer. He's never been a scorer, but his basketball IQ set him to the point where it's like, oh, I want Rajon Rondo on my team because of what he can do. Yeah. And I think, like you said, that's that's a great judge of potential mm-hmm. because it shows like they're so smart that they can adapt to different ways in the game yeah. that they adapt with the game I mean the game obviously evolves and with a higher basketball IQ you continue to learn different ways to to be good and I think that's what Rajon Rondo is yeah yeah I like that a lot um another I had one other question for you um with with the Lakers obviously you're a lifetime Lakers fan coming off that championship um what are your thoughts on the Hall of Fame for Dwight Howard and for Rajon Rondo, respectively? Uh, w- would they be inducted into the Hall of Fame with this championship? Where do you see that? I think I definitely think Dwight Howard's going into the Hall of Fame. Okay. I don't. I don't really see how people can argue that, except mm-hmm. for when they say like, "Oh, he he dropped off after he left Orlando, and then after he left the Lakers, he just got worse and worse." And I mm-hmm. mean. He he won a ring this year. Obviously, wasn't the best player on the court. Yeah. Probably not best five on the court. Um, but he was definitely very impactful. Mm-hmm. I think what he had accomplished before he started falling off puts him into that category. I mean, his right. his career stats are still double digits mm-hmm. in points and assists, or his points which, and rebounds, which is insane yeah. <laughs> after how many years. He's been off. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. And especially with this Lakers team last year where I think he averaged something like eight points and like six rebounds or something like yeah. that. Like that didn't throw off his entire career averages. He's still in the double digits. He was a monster carrying Orlando to the finals back then. I mean, if you look at his championship round when he was in Orlando, he went past the Heat, he went past the Cavs, the LeBron Cavs that, that series or that year that everybody was supposed to say or was saying that Kobe and LeBron were supposed to meet. Right, he brought, um, he brought his team past them. Obviously, being the best player on the team. Yeah, I mean he's a three-time defensive player of the year. He's he's won an Olympic gold medal. You don't get onto that U.S. Olympic team unless you're the best center in the league. Yeah, excuse me. Howard was Howard was the Shaq after Shaq, if that makes any sense. Like like he was. I wouldn't say he was as good as Shaq or as dominant as Shaq by any means, but 
I mean, that's kind of what Howard was. If you look at the, I mean, the free throws, they were both atrocious at free throws. But the dominance inside the paint and the things they contributed for their teams just made them unbeatable. Because, you know, they, like, you can't, unless there's someone else's big in the NBA to body that guy up on the other team, you can't, you can't stop him. Yeah. Huh. And, I mean, you can still see his defensive presence. I mean, he's, I think he was... I saw something like top 20 in blocks in the league. Yeah. The minutes that he had still top 20. And then you see what he did to Jokic in that in the Western Conference Finals. Finals, like, yeah. If not for Dwight Howard, I think that could have easily gone a few more games. Nuggets could have won. I don't think they would have yeah. still. But, I mean, he obviously did something to Jokic to the point to slow him down. I don't think he completely locked him down, but he definitely slowed him down. So For sure, yeah. I mean, you can still see that Dwight Howard's a good player. Um, I think as a big man, your career is a little bit shorter just because of, especially when he entered the league and the way the, the game has the changed to three-point, yeah. it's not as much a big man's league anymore. Um, but when it was a big man's league, the way he dominated, I think puts him in the Hall of Fame. Yep. As for Rondo, I don't necessarily agree that he is in the Hall of Fame just because of kind of what I was saying earlier. I don't think he was ever top 10 in the league at a time. Right. So. Yeah, he didn't get that championship back with the Celtics back in the day. I mean, with KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, those guys. I mean, those were the big four with Rondo. Rondo was a perfect addition for them, but that's because Rondo didn't have to score. Yeah. Because he had all three of those guys. And again, you look at it, he was also the fourth best player on the team when he was there. So he wasn't top two, Mm -hmm. he wasn't the best one, so. Yeah, and I think another thing you gotta add into this conversation, especially with both of these two, the league, the league was at a point, and then with the, with the entry of, I mean, guys like Steph Curry, guys like Klay Thompson, Damian Lillard, that can just shoot the ball, I mean, you, you saw John Wall drop off, you saw Rajon Rondo, all these, I mean, Russell Westbrook, these guys that were top-tier point guards, with the evolution of the three ball and shooting, you, you obviously saw their decline. Uh, same with Dwight Howard. I mean, it just moved away from that type of play. I think I think Dwight Howard is definitely a Hall of Fame player, um, and his and his stats haven't been damaged by these years of decline. Is is it a Hall of Fame career? Could be the argument, I guess, for keeping him out. Um, but I I think we have to look at the Hall of Fame player. I mean, you're I mean, Charles Barkley, Allen Iverson, they never won a championship, but still Hall of Fame players. So I think there's a lot of different ways you you can look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Uh, knowing you as a lifetime Lakers fan just like we talked about, uh, I want to this was obviously a great year for you. I want to get a couple rapid fire questions that you haven't been able to see yet. Uh, just get your opinion quick. We're going to give you 2 minutes um, to go ahead and Answer these to the best of your ability, and then uh, we'll kind of end the show from there. Cool. So we're gonna get a timer. Stella, can you start the timer? You let me know when we're ready. When we're ready. Two, one, go. What was it like going through the Laker dark ages? Kind of that 2014-15 season. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, and Carlos Boozer headlining the team. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it was definitely hard. It, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny as a as a fan of a team you never 
I mean, obviously I was discouraged, but something weird is that every single year I still thought like we could actually make the finals. Like <laughs> Roy Hibbert could actually resurrect his career yeah. and like be like he was with the Pacers and Pacers. totally dominate mm -hmm. and like bring us to the finals. Or like, oh, Chris Kamen actually could be like a pretty good player. He used to be a good player. Yeah. If he sticks to his fundamentals, he could be a key piece. And then like you see that entire season, it's Chris Kamen goes ISO on the post and miss, like breaks the shot. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of funny as as a fan of a team. You always like, or at least I always felt like my team is going to be there, and it was it probably made it a lot more disappointing mm -hmm. because then we would have like the worst record in the league. There's always a bias. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was definitely hard, especially people trash talking and yeah. all these bandwagon fans coming out of nowhere joining other teams and. I mean, especially as a Lakers fan, everybody kind of... If you're not a Lakers fan, you hate the Lakers yeah. because of what they've done in the past and mm -hmm. what they've most likely done to your team. <laughs> so there's a lot of rubbing it in and yeah. like laughing at you for... But I mean, to me, it was more like pain seeing Kobe have to go through that and mm -hmm. like Kobe struggling with this team that's not very good and like trying to will them there and he can't because he's old and yeah. he's broken and that's a good that's a good point to transition from I already know your favorite Laker is Kobe who's your second favorite Laker I think that's a better question for you because <laughs> no you can't name a better uh, favorite Lakers fan go ahead uh, he's definitely not the second greatest Laker but my second well not favorite second greatest player Laker. Is... I know that's your second your favorite player but yeah go ahead yeah well, I, I I think Derek Fisher is my second favorite Laker really okay. I don't know why I, I just love watching him yeah his I don't know the way he shoots the three ball is super funny to yeah. watch the way that it curves in and it's also like so beautiful at the same time the cheat code on 2k yeah. exactly yeah. the brotherhood between Kobe and Derek Fisher I think is is what gets me there is because I am a huge Kobe fan okay. and just the way that he trusted Derek Fisher and the way that like he looked to Derek Fisher and the way that they talked is like I also just have to love Derek Fisher and like and support him as well again he's definitely not the second greatest Laker yeah <laughs> but I mean he's my second favorite for sure perfect okay thoughts on Braun coming to LA initially I I hated it I'm still not a huge fan of it okay um even though it brought you the championship. Even though it brought me the championship, I'm still not a huge fan. I'm just, I've been biased. No, I, for sure. I have to admit, I'm, I'm biased yeah. against LeBron James. He hasn't been my favorite player in, at all. And I've, again, being a Kobe fan, I've always compared the two of them. People have always compared them yeah. and said, oh, LeBron's better than Kobe. And obviously being a Kobe fan, I, I can't agree with that. Yeah. Uh, even if it was true, I wouldn't agree with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely not true. <laughs> but, um, I, I remember I was sitting at the table and I got the update from Bleacher Report saying LeBron James Bronze, signs uh, contract, yeah. next contract, whatever, with the Lakers. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. And I told my dad and me and my dad ripped on LeBron for about two or three hours. So I, I was very upset about it. And yeah. I still am kind of... I, I, I root for the Lakers, but I don't really root for LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> two more questions. We're a little over two minutes. I got two more. We're getting good stuff here. Um, will the Lakers repeat? Yes. Yeah, perfect. Okay, um, this is my last question. This isn't rapid fire. This is just to end the segment. Um, I did just want to talk about Kobe Bryant. Um, it was unfortunate what happened this year is tragic. Um, I know this is something that's that that's I mean it, it's uh, you don't want to call it 
touching, but it's something that's that hurts. It, I think it hurt everyone, even past basketball. Kobe was big everywhere um, in China. You know, tell me about Kobe's impact on your life, and then talk to me about this season and Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. Okay, so personally in my life, I mean, like I said before, I never played basketball at a super competitive level. I right. never played high school basketball. Obviously, if you don't play high school, you don't go to college. Yep. So I, I never really played super competitively. But I always loved basketball, and I loved basketball because of Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. I, I, the first basketball game I ever watched, I watched Kobe play against the Suns. Okay. And I, I just remember I loved Kobe and the way that he would play. Yeah. It, it was... It made me fall in love with the game of basketball, and that, in consequence, basketball has changed my life in that way. Mm -hmm. Again, not being like a super great player, but the things that you learn from basketball, things like teamwork, things like confidence, it, they're things that I learned from basketball because I liked Kobe. Yeah. So. It's a big impact. Yeah. Now, this season, do you think, I mean, I was, nobody wanted, I mean, if you weren't a Lakers fan, you wanted the Heat to win because everybody likes rooting for an underdog. But I think there was a bit more public support just because it was the year of Kobe's passing. Um, I was at least satisfied that, that they were able to pull down a championship for Kobe. I mean, that was a big theme throughout all of the finals. Talk to me just a little bit about that, and then we'll go ahead and wrap things up. First of all, I think, I think Kobe... I mean, obviously, he's bigger than the Lakers. He's... Mm -hmm. He is basketball. Yeah. And so I, I think really whoever won that championship, it was going to be for Kobe. Oh, yeah. I think for LeBron's legacy and for the Lakers' legacy, they had to win it for Kobe. Yeah. But if they didn't and the Heat won, I'm sure it would have been the same thing. Like, it probably would have. It might have been even better, to be honest, with the underdogs. I mean, that sure. Jimmy Butler, like, fight, never quit spirit, that dog spirit. Keep yeah. going, sorry. I, I think Jimmy Butler's a good player to compare to Kobe just because yeah. of that spirit and motivation mm -hmm. and like drive that he has and so I uh, that's why I think it, it was for whoever won that was doing it for Kobe whoever was in the playoffs was playing for Kobe and yeah. thinking about Kobe and but the Lakers had to win it for Kobe yeah. or else it would have tarnished their legacy I think love it that was a great take well thank you everyone so much for listening I want to thank Nathan Harmon for coming here being on the show we'll see you next week sweet uh, we're going to be you. talking about basketball and football here we're coming out with our NFL uh, segment here in, in just a couple days but thank you everyone for listening please go ahead and subscribe to Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts thanks so much and the water boys are out bye